Welcome to Mediator Sandwich. With me is Mark Monster from CrazyMark.com. And I'm Scotty Miali, better known as Toten from Toten.com and YouTube.com slash ToteNK. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe and that bell so you get notifications when we have new episodes because we might have something new or we might have something old. Today we have a little bit of both with Harry Arton. Yes. Um, I'm not quite sure if you still represent uh, this old character that you used to have. Maybe he was on MTV a little bit. Yes, yes. I still, MC Sampler is still my character. And my full real name is Harry Arton Berberian. Harry mm -hmm. Arton is more my comedy name. But yes, I still... I still uh, represent MC Sampler. <laughs> uh, Just like you'll always be Toad and K, you know, you'll always be Toad. Yes, if you, you know, I'm. I'm sure most of our audience has no idea what MC Sampler is, but if you uh, just go ahead and Google that, um, and maybe Baby Got Jack will probably come up, uh, or an old MTV thing. I, wait a minute, what was that about the skinny girls? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like the skinny girls myself also. <laughs> yes, yes, baby got jacked. I, I think we're, for our teaser for this, we're actually just going to go ahead and rip that old MTV News clip when oh, he introduces shit. that. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> totally awesome. Great. But today, what are you working on now? Well, what I'm working on now is actually something serious. Um, um, capitalizing on uh, what's been going on in Detroit, mm -hmm. you know, like the positive resurgence of Detroit. And you're a part of it. Can I say you, that the audience knows that you? I... Uh, they don't know my day job. Okay, they don't. I, I do. You can't say I'd it. rather not. Okay, let's not it's say It's not it. hard to find anyway, out what I do. Toad but... is, uh, he's also part of the, let's just say, the positive resurgence of Detroit. And there's a lot of positive things going on. And a few years ago, I conceived uh, a song along with a couple other buddies called Love You Detroit. L-U-V-U Detroit. Love You Detroit. Mm -hmm. And basically, it is a positive song that's going to turn into a music video, and then it's going to turn into a movement for Detroit that's going to be a nonprofit marketing campaign for the city of Detroit through arts and entertainment. And we're looking to get corporate sponsorship to help us fund this movement. It's kind and of who like saying that song again. Um, well, the song that we we created, um, the the original song is 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 derived from an early song from the 1960s um, and it was a Martha Reeves song from 1967 and Martha Reeves uh, she we met her back in the early 90s and she became a friend of our families mm -hmm. so I reached out to her a few years ago and I literally convinced her hey Martha can you be part of a rap song and do the chorus and first she was like hell no I'm not doing no rap song I don't like rap at all mm -hmm. and I over a meal at Andiamo's in Detroit and Ren said <laughs> I was like finally convinced her after like please please you know after a couple drinks you know like you know please <laughs> and paying your little money or whatever and I'm like you know uh, and then I finally convinced her to lay down like this chorus for the song called Love You Detroit and I'm right now uh, I'm doing the rap I'm still really divided as to whether I should do the rap or I should employ like various different rappers African-American rappers but I have a 
a, a black friend of mine who's doing like the hype. He's being the hype man, and, mm-hmm. and I got Martha, of course. So I, because I wanted to be kind of like a multicultural endeavor. The, you know, the odds of me doing a rap song for the city of Detroit and it actually becoming successful. You know, it, it's I, it's well, a challenge. But off the top of my head, I can't really think of many Armenian rappers besides right, you. Right, but... <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, and, and I've been doing comedic rap for years, and I just thought this actually may very well be my swan song. Well, wait a minute sad. here. That couldn't be your last thing, man. Don't don't look at it that way. But once again, you did get Martha Reeves of the Vandells. She, there's Martha Reeves yeah. and the Vandells. You've got the main lady out there, yep. the number one woman out there to do the vocals with you. Yep. And that rocks. That's awesome. You yeah. know, dude, you got a legend in, the, in your corner. And that's a good thing. Yeah. You know? And she's about, you know, you know, she helped me actually revise some of the lyrics. And she's she wrote her chorus part herself like she actually wrote the, the words and and but see here's the problem can i i can talk about anything on this podcast uh as far as i'm concerned okay sure. so like basically they're there i'm having trouble with the song and i've been having trouble with the song because there are certain people that say that um okay martha she sounds good but she sounds you know she's older she's 74 she doesn't sound right. as good as she did in the 60s i'm like okay whatever but i'm i'm looking for authenticity i'm mm-hmm. looking for uh like you know and some people are divided and i'd love for you to hear the song or play the song love to get like polls of your listeners and then there are people that say okay harry you suck as a rapper harry you shouldn't even do the rap and then there are other people no you got to do and then martha reeves herself said harry God told me to tell you that you're supposed to do the rap. You're not supposed to employ six other rappers. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay, do I really believe that she talked to God? or Listen to Martha. She knows where it's at. Yeah, she does. I got to uh-huh. listen to her. I got to yes. listen to her. I think you're supposed to respect your elders. Yes. And it's one of those things where you're like, you know what? She knows what she's talking about. She does, <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen. For her, for me to even convince her, like I said, to do a rap, she didn't respect rap at all. I don't think she she still doesn't. But the Uh thing is, is like it took a lot because I literally revamped one of her songs and turned it into a rap song, like a lot of people do. But but our, our goal is to get full credit to Martha and the songwriters that created the song, and also to 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 raise money for Detroit. And I'm not really taking much credit beyond like being one of the producers on it you know i want to be just a a, a catalyst for a new movement mm-hmm. it started with You're a song talking about a movement what what do you mean by movement yeah okay. where do you want this what do you, what is what where I, do you want it to go yeah what i'm trying to do is i'm i'm trying to create like almost like a pure michigan campaign but for just detroit and it's called it's going to be branded as love you detroit and it's basically going to be a non-profit movement that promotes the city of detroit positively through arts and entertainment Mm -hmm. and so we're trying to like associate ourselves with quicken loans with dte energy with better made chips with all these different verners you know little caesars little caesars arena olympia and you're reaching out to uh local artists too we're local local artists that want to work with us like we want to maybe put together like a love you detroit uh you know event you know I mean, like hey so many local events, events many local and artists, artists and and we want to yeah. like promote the city of detroit positively through arts and entertainment specifically and we want to establish a relationship with other 
uh, corporations that are help will help us fund this well, vision. Well, when you say movement, that tells me a, a movement to me okay. isn't one company, one corporation. A movement to me is multiple corporations that are that are all doing something. They might all have their own reasons, right? But they're all pushing for some kind of change or some kind of. You know, something going on. They're all moving in the right, you know, in the same direction. Right. Like, to me, uh, Occupy movement yeah. was a movement. That was a movement. Because right. although there was a main-centric office, you could go up to each one of these groups going, who are you representing? Oh, we're representing this group. Who are you representing? Oh, we're with uh, Veterans for Peace. Who are you representing? We're with Veterans for blah, 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 blah. Um, I know at least four or five different veterans groups that were going to the Occupy movements. That's why sure. I know See, but that's where those I gotta come play to the, mind. But. i got to play the devil's advocate yeah, right okay. here, and i got to put – there's a fine line between a movement and a PR item. Stunt. To me, a yeah. PR stunt is, is sponsored by a – which I'm not saying some of these so-called movements aren't because they are. Um, but when you get different companies and different uh, groups of people on their own – that's when you really start seeing a movement take happen. When you when you go, well, there is no there is no leader. There is no this person over here might have started it, but that person could just disappear and never say a single word again. And this thing is still going to be here because he has no say in anything. To me, that's a movement. I agree with one hundred percent, like what you're saying. And and I I feel like I'm a person that's trying to like strike a mat and I'm keep striking and strike striking and strike and I'm just doing it all by myself mm -hmm. and it's really hard to do it all by myself mm -hmm. but I'm trying to start something maybe through this podcast through this media lit media literacy sandwich right yes, yes. podcast is going to start you know helping the movement well, yeah well you put a couple songs between some bread and then you make somebody eat it yes and whatever's left over when they cut off that crust right and they throw that away right that's us right it's got a pepper bar <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love this. I mean, I've reached out to like, I, you know, I, I FedExed or whatever to Dan Gilbert, you know, to Rock Ventures or whatever. You know, hey, you know, I haven't heard any response. I've tried to reach DTE mm -hmm. Energy. You know, that's been hard. I, it's really hard to reach out to corporations. I'm not officially a nonprofit yet. We're looking mm -hmm. to become a 501, you know, C3 to... Um, to attract funding in that manner. Well, what exactly we reached out do you to want to do? You talk about a song, but right. what, like, are you trying to start an event? Like, what? what's the goal? The goal? A physical goal. Well, the physical, right now we're just working on on the song and a music video. That's, okay. that we want to finish it and launch it by Thanksgiving. And the proceeds are nonprofit. The proceeds are nonprofit. And where do they go? They're going to go to Detroit Blightbusters. Okay. That's one. And also there's this Homeless Action Network of Detroit. That's two. Mm -hmm. There's also another entity called Neighbors Building Brightmore. And these are all Neighbors Building Brightmore and Detroit Blightbusters we've reached out to and we've actually had meetings with. And so they know, they're already aware of what we're doing. It's just that we're trying to raise money through the song and video. Right. And get positive, like a positive campaign going, and we're not we're not operating with hardly any budget at all. And do you they have a website. Uh, I do have a website, but I literally have to do it my freaking self. And like one that's, of my say that's one the of story my, of our lives. One of my <laughs> one of my friends just introduced yes. me to Muse. Do you know Muse? 
Only as the band. Yeah, the band. Okay, well, I got to do it all myself, and there's a learning curve. So Yes, there is. Because I don't have the money to... I, w- I reached out to this company called Motor City Mobility. They they kind of gave me, you know, they do it for cost, but we just don't have the money. So mm-hmm. I literally feel like I have to create Love You Detroit Yes. myself yes. without any budget. Wow, that sounds uh, familiar to some of our yeah. stories. But yes. I really want it to be good. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I well, want it to be a hundred thousand dollar video without any spending any money. Well, see, that's the thing. You have to educate yourself, and you got to get out there and do it yourself. There's going to be a lot of trial and error, and I'm sure a lot of you out there in the viewing and listening audience can relate to this because there's somebody out there who's got a gazillion abilities, and you have to hone them all in and mm-hmm. focus to make what you want happen because yeah. you know. You know that if you're going to get somebody to shoot your video or to work well, on not a presentation, sh- right. that, that you're going to get weird camera angles that you didn't want or the audio is going to be off or something like that. Yep. Or the art's going to be horrible. You just threw away tons of money on a wet now, I, I don't want to say too much, but we are talking to someone who has had fantastic mu- music videos in the past. We're talking yeah. to someone who has been on MTV and some late night shows oh, yeah. doing yeah. comedy right. um I, you know you you've, you've got a couple minutes maybe not 15 minutes right. but what, I've what had do you some say? 15 minutes I've had like 3 or 4 minutes of 15 minutes of fame or whatever yeah and you're fighting to get the other 9 the other something. 9 right <laughs> and, and you know I'm just trying to like you know put together something that's you know uh, like a catalyst. And I think mm-hmm. Love You Detroit will resonate. I, I reached out to Mitch Album the other day. And okay. I met with him. and Now, when you reach out, do you say that you're partnering with, you know, or you have a real partnership with, you know, Blake Detroit? Well, and... it's all unofficial partnerships until okay. we start generating money, you know. Okay. And, and, well, at least right now, we're just generating visibility for them. Right. You know, we... And I would used, definitely work be... with events and whatever they're doing. I would totally jump up up on that and be like hey we want to work with them more i want to do something here whether if it's a clean comedy act or right well we have a comedy show in the works a love you detroit comedy show but Mm -hmm. you know right now we we can't do it alone and right we need your guys help we we need like um like like just so you say occupy wall street we need it to grow into a new movement but you know some could argue that oh detroit is already on a positive us wing. there doesn't need to be any positive uh endeavors on detroit's behalf but i don't know i kind of disagree i what we're doing is we're we're kind of like uh uh, like we're, we're we're capitalizing on the positive movement mm-hmm. that's going on in Detroit right now by doing something positive for Detroit and and creating uh, events and, and 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 different art forms to promote Love You Detroit. I might be completely off my rocker, but I really believe in this idea. But we need help creating the freaking song and vi- music video badly. Badly, and and I know what it takes to create a good video, and it's the editing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you need a great editor. But back to getting everybody involved with your calls, with your direction and your vision. Yeah. Have you gotten the comedy castle, Scott Ridley, involved, or anybody? Mark like that? Ridley. Mark um, yeah. no, and I could, I could. That's not a terrible idea. I've yeah. I've done events there. I've done fundraisers there before. It's just they're tricky. You know, they're going to charge me a twenty five hundred dollar rental fee, and then. 
Well, not necessarily. But I could get a sponsor to, to donate that. You know what? Yeah, I, you're right. I, I should do that. It's about putting an event on within a box. It's because you're out of the box right now. You have this vision, and you want to get people on board and involved. So would you guys, if I had a Love You Detroit comedy show at the market, would you guys come and would you promote it? Or would you would you come? Come? Um, I don't know if we could come because that's, you know, you have day we, jobs. <laughs> we have day jobs and we do a lot of events, right? But th that's why I always like to bring up events though, too, because we talk about, you know, putting together our own event and sometimes we could just put it in someone else's. You have a product. Yes. That's the cool thing. You have right. a product. Right. And you could sometimes put your product in someone else's presentation. Okay. You, there are you know a lot of charity events and different things. You you can be like, hey, look, I have a song. I want to do something, or at least I want to talk about uh, some of things that I have coming up. Can I get like a free promotion booth? I promote you guys. You guys promote me. We ha we have this thing going on. You talk so passionately. Yeah. I really do feel like you can do something, and you know, and of course. Most people are not going to say no and go. Hey, I do a twenty-minute comedy thing. Here, you could find you could find my old material. I used to be a right. headliner. Right. I, I mean, I have a series of like blind spots that I, I like mm -hmm. that maybe comedy castles. That's not a terrible idea to do an event fundraiser. Uh, maybe you're right. Reaching out to existing events where we could somehow yeah, partner there's with. There's so many events that we've seen that are charity events. Right. And they create it, you know, and they have their own charity. However, their charity all does is donate to another charity. Right. You know, and every once in a while that charity changes due to whatever, you know, what other, other events or, you know, that may happen. Right. And that's what I kind of see happening. Like, hey, we're kind of a blanket uh, you know, this event's going to go for this charity. This event's going to be that charity. Well, what we were but thinking, this is yeah, what our right. overall thing is. Right. We're we're like a movement, but we're also we were thinking about like being like a vehicle for like, hey, we're going to give ten percent to Detroit Lightbusters and ten percent to the neighbors building Brightmore and ten percent to uh, homeless action network. See, that might be a better uh, promotion. Saying we're a vehicle, a vehicle. for charities. We would like vehicle to for be a movement where other people, you know, jump on and start doing the same thing as us. Right. Because so to now, me, that's a movement where you have other people doing similar things. Like we're a vehicle, and I want people to copy us. Right. Right, to create their own Love You Detroit movements or Love You Detroit events. Right. So now you know, now that you know what to do, go home and write up your list, <laughs> type it out, and get it all ready to go to present. So you all think it's piece. it's better to say I'm a we're a vehicle for nonprofits? Yes. Okay. Instead of calling ourselves a movement just yet. Right. Because we are we're not that because damn to be movement. A movement you have to have other companies all doing the same thing. Okay. To me, that's what a movement is. Okay. I'm sure someone is screaming, going, no, it's not. It's a PR Well, stunt. let us know what you think. You could email podcast at medialittersandwich.com. You can write down your comments, tweet us, whatever. That, I'm saying that's what I see a movement as. I, I understand. And now, you being a, I, I feel like, you know, you compared to me for sure. You're a YouTube-like or internet oh, social media it. guru of some, on some level, right? And I was going to ask you, like, if I have a YouTube channel, Electric Eel Entertainment is my yeah. YouTube channel. That's my mm -hmm. company name, Electric Eel or Triple E, whatever you want to call it. Do I need to have a separate YouTube channel calling it, like, 
you love you Detroit and put only love you Detroit related stuff or am I wasting my time like trying to now launch a new YouTube channel devoted because I, I have because in- there are two companies yes you're doing the right thing we know you have two channels because we did our research okay um, I think you're doing the right thing because by you what doing what by having the two channels because they're two different companies they're two different I don't you don't want to financially so should I build a love you Detroit following like a love you detroit channel is at it worth least my have time? it out there i think it's it's worth your time i have two freaking subscribers have, right now. i have nothing well what it is is if you have video from events or if you're gonna you know want to put videos from your events or f- to promote uh this vehicle yeah that's where i would upload it because you don't want to combine your finances from two different companies because one of them's for profit right so, you know and from, one's non-profit and one's non-profit you don't right. want to mix those you don't want so so you think it's good to have a love you detroit channel Yes, because that's because that's separate from Electric Eel, especially because when Got you're it. talking about one's going to be a nonprofit, one's going to be a one is a company, a for profit. Right. If something was to happen with either one of those companies or with you personally, right? Legally, that could be messy. Right. Got it. Speaking I understand. of messy, Uh-oh. sir, what you might want to consider too: backing up these shows, these channels, right. by going to Daily Motion, Daily Motion, Vimeo, and Vo. Or purchasing uh, some maybe an offsite backup, like either on the cloud uh, or just. Cloud. What are you talking about? For what, what you want to do instead of just the cloud, you want to be visible, okay? Cloud. Well, that good, too. But you want to be visible, and you'll be visible also on Daily Motion. You'll be visible on Vio, and you'll be visit visible on Vimeo. Yeah, and there's there's so. Are you many saying more uploading uploading stuff yes. to there? Yes. Get an account. Get your name there. I have Vid- a Vimeo account. Vid- All right, Knuckles. Boom. Right now, I want to dive back into some history here. I want to ask you, Harry, you have some, you have some experience out there in the field with some pretty heavy hitters. You worked yes. with uh, Howard Stern. Could you tell us about that? Oh yeah, I I used to pr- produce uh, well book, book guests, shocking guests for uh, Howard Stern and another guy named Man Cow in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And I also booked guests for Jerry Springer. And oh man, I, the Jerry man! Yeah, and I, uh, I I had a knack for creating like shocking entertainment, which is why my company is called Electric Eel Entertainment. Right on. And the thing is, is um, I, yeah, I book really outrageous stuff that uh, got me into trouble, at least on one occasion, well, a number of occasions. But I got investigated by a by a detectives when I was living in L.A. because I created this crazy character that was going around killing kids' pets. And I got into a lot of trouble over that. And and then, um, because they thought it was real. They thought it was real. When you were doing that, did you dress up in clown makeup? No, no, no. What? No, this was all over the radio. No creepy clown. This, oh, okay. this is all over the radio. <laughs> but I did book a guy on his TV show that was on E! Entertainment in the early 2000s that um, had, uh, he had, uh, his 14-year-old daughter had died Early and he had her stuff like a taxidermed animal. Ooh! And he brought her on the show. But it wasn't real. But it was uh, people thought it was real. Oh, okay. Now that's the next question. Did he dress up like a creepy clown? No, no. He keeps referring to clowns because he knows I've also worked production and done some acting on uh, ICP videos and I've right. Oh, that's and I've produced on Twisted videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but you talk about these reality shows and fake things on reality shows. So how much? Uh, and I know if you worked on a couple other sort of reality shows, I don't know yep. if you want to name any of them. But so how much of it is real? You want to shatter our illusion or build it up? 
well, I think you guys are pretty smart, and you, you, you know that. I mean, I think almost all reality shows are not so much scripted, but the people are, of course, coached. And uh, mm-hmm. I believe, like, a, like a, for instance, like a Jerry Springer show, for instance, it's not a really a reality show, but it is a reality show in the sense that, like, I mean, those people are, for the most part, real people, but they're coached. They're coached, they're coached, they're coached. And, 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 of course, all reality shows are formulated by nature. There's always the person that's the enemy and the bad person, and then there's the people that fight against that person. I mean, all conflict makes for good drama. So there's got to be conflict. So it's just Do like you that. think it would benefit somebody to go on a reality show? And you actually gave me an offer once, and I turned it down. And it was funny because another— I forgot what it was. Um, it was— uh, a pawn store. Oh yes, uh, I was working. I had an old character, and you were like, "Hey, just come and you know, you don't have to actually sell your mask, but be that character." Right. And it's funny because you're not the first person to ask me to go on that show. Right. It because was, it was every time a major comic book movie came out, my phone was ringing. Which I'm really shocked my phone <laughs> isn't ringing. Are they? Is that pawn reality show no longer around? I don't think it's around. Okay, anymore. that's why it's not ringing because they're making a show of uh, Runaways, and I was known having multiple issues of the first few runs of Runaways. Um, because when the Guardians came out, I was getting my phone ringing for that because I knew I had allowed the original modern version and stuff yeah, like I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, definitely by all shapes, most of the stuff, you you know, reality shows are fake and they're script- and they're not scripted. Yeah. They're, 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 just, they're just, you know, they're just... But you think it would benefit somebody, maybe a wannabe actor sure, to go Sure, absolutely, absolutely. At least in the short term, if you okay. all you care about is money. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that have launched careers... <laughs> From a reality show, for sure. But uh, reality shows are now, you know, they're not as popular. Or they're, it's, it's becoming like YouTube. It's just like mm-hmm. now everybody and their mom has a reality show. Everybody and their mom has a YouTube channel. Even yeah. dogs have YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. Oranges have YouTube channels. You know, like cats and insects. And so, like, the thing is... Hamsters. I mean, what's scary is now everybody's in the entertainment business, whether they like it or not, because of Facebook and social media, and everyone's trying to entertain each other by their posts. And yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's we're crazy. also salesmen. We, we're all salesmen. We're all in a re- giant reality show, and Trump is the reality show king. And we're all in a huge cesspool of <laughs> nonsense. And and we're lonely, too. We're connected via social media, and we're very lonely. Okay, so we have sort of a new segment, uh, questions from a hat. So this time we actually have a hat. Oh, cool. We actually have a hat this time. Awesome. So go ahead and pick a random question. Okay. All right, let me see it. I like this one, yeah. All right. That's the question. It's like a fortune cookie. Yeah. Wow, this one. Okay, so okay. this is actually Uh-oh. something you have experience in a little okay, bit. Cool. If you had to rebrand, how would you do it? Rebrand? Like now that's me? kind of what you're doing now, though. A little me bit. or this project? You, because you are kind of rebranding right now. Yeah. yeah, I am because this is a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you mean like a name? Well, you could say name as well, which you've already done that too by using your real name. <sighs> well, yeah, I mean. Uh, if I had to rebrand, I'd, I'd probably be, you know, I, I Harry Arton. Arton is my middle name. I'd be mm-hmm. my real last name, which is Harry Barbarian. And so I'd be more kind of like comedic and serious because I now I'm using my real name. And I can't say like shocking things that's going to like piss off my mom. 
in my family and stuff. Like, so I, mm-hmm. I tend to hide behind, just like you're not hiding, but you're like toad and you, you're an alias. But it, so in a way you're like toad like with tech or something, right? I don't <laughs> a know, little bit, whatever. I so I like the know. thing is, is that I'm an eel, I'm an electric eel or whatever, I'm shocking. But like, if I were to rebrand, I'd be Harry Barbarian. My dad was a famous opera singer and his last name was Barbarian. So like, the thing is, is like, and but that's now I have now I can't play a character and I have to actually be myself and I can't play a game. So it's like, you know, and it's shocking and scary for me to be myself. That's always been a that's big issue. I was going to ask, is it harder being yourself or a character? It's easier for me to be a character, hands down. All I did was do characters for Howard Stern and this man cow guy. All I I'm really good at creating characters, but at the end of the day, I'm not being genuine with my with myself. And I'm not, um, and it's hurt me in comedy, per se, okay. because not being yourself, uh, people just kind of see through all the bullshit, and they don't, you know. Because people want, you know, they want, they want something you to be relatable, yourself. right? They want you, like they want, you know, like I have an interesting story to tell, and mm-hmm. I, I've been through a lot of stuff and BS and crap, and you know, like a lot of really hard stuff that I that kind of indirectly led to me doing this Love You Detroit. Like one thing that really kind of like is dear to my heart is like still like the homeless of Detroit. Like I, I still feel that like with whatever what's going on downtown and you know uh, you know all the great stuff, but there's still homeless people. And it's like you know they should be sharing in the wealth, let's say, and they should be you know. So like that's what I want. Love you, Detroit, to be about like it, you know drawing attention po- to positive to mm-hmm. positively to Detroit through arts and entertainment, but letting that arts and entertainment fun nonprofits that help Detroit and Detroiters. Detroit's really interesting because it's one of the few places where you can see uh, low-income housing for the elderly right next to, you know, $7,000 a month. You right, know, condos. High-rise condos. Right. They're full of windows all around them and beautiful. Yep. You know, it's really interesting. Some of them you see in the same building. <laughs> right. Right. Detroit's very interesting in that regard. And I mean, I grew up in Michigan and like, I mean, Detroit obviously for years was had such negative connotation and how what a wrecked city oh, yeah. it was. Even and when I was a kid, it was, oh, like, don't, don't, don't go, go to don't Detroit. Go Detroit. You're you, going to get killed. Don't, don't go to a concert in Harpo's. You know what happens in Harpo's? I was actually at Harpo's <laughs> last grass, year. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and they're back. So there's a different. They own, are back. But yeah, the person that owned Blondie's closed. Uh, and closed yeah, they, yeah, they own that. They own Harpo's. Now. I was there for the Insane Clown Posse of uh, oh, uh, Hollow Wiki last oh. year. Okay. And part of the sign was like burned out, but I still went. <laughs> it was like a really shady area. Oh, yeah. Very yes, shady. Yeah. I Harpo's felt like I could have gotten killed over there. Oh, wait a minute. That's the real Detroit now. What are you doing here? You can't okay. put that down. Okay, that's the, wait okay. Okay, that's <laughs> the, that's the real Detroit. You're just like, oh, yeah, real Detroit. That's the real Detroit. No, but I, but I liked it. It yeah, was fun. Yeah, people used to be really afraid in the parking lot. Just the parking lot. You know, yeah, it was. that area. It was a very sketchy area. Yeah. I don't know. Something's really disappointing me about this whole thing. I gotta ask you this: Where's okay. that hundred foot tall statue of Michael Jackson gonna be? No, where's the statue of Robocop? Oh, no, I hear be? it's no, it's going up in 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 a about a year and a half. I heard on nine ten a.m. they were interviewing him. Okay, two thousand eighteen, it's going up. It's still okay. going up because I know they had issues. Ooh, like it's one going part up. of it was oversized. Like they, right. they had the size. It, it, they're still they're still uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, they, what they can't get the right sculpture out it's there. Still, it's still in parts, <laughs> it's and it's being assembled by this like Italian guy or something. Okay. 
So he's going to look more like this gigor- yeah. ginormous bust and head and tiny little legs. And yeah. For know. those that don't know, uh, Detroit Needs a Robocop was one of the first Kickstarters that really got people onto Kickstarter. That was my first Kickstarter I did, and that was in 2011. Did you contribute? 2000- yes, I did. I have my uh, Detroit Needs a Robocop button somewhere. Oh, Jesus Christ. I contributed I mean, a at whole first it was a, it was a freaking <laughs> joke. And then, uh, yeah, and the money that they were like, well, we don't, this is so much money that we went over, and they actually invested that in uh, Forgotten Harvest. And okay. they brought, um, um, what's his name? The guy that played the original Robocop. Um, the English guy, or whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, Peter Weller. Yeah. Uh, he was doing commercials for Forgotten Harvest, paid for by Detroit News Robocop. And by the way, I'm still also divided. Maybe you can help me with this. I believe that's how it went. I don't know. Right. LoveYouDetroit.com, if I can plug it. L-U-V-U, Detroit. It goes to to this GoFundMe page for Love You Detroit. We've raised, don't laugh, like $313. It's 313. 313. But we're trying to raise $13,000. But here's the deal. Maybe, again, I'm off base. Maybe I should be on Kickstarter instead. I'm confused. What do you see? How do you think we could raise money for our first? Like, let's worry about the song and music video. We're just trying right. to raise money, or maybe we're going about it wrong. We should just shoot the damn music video and edit it okay. because I want to release it by Thanksgiving. Get your five hundred one c three status, but before that, just go ahead and shoot stuff and find just someone who can edit you magnificently. Crowdfunding is you have to find the crowd first, right? And I don't Which, have the crowd. <laughs> you know. GoFundMe does, you know, does kind of like more charitable. individual, more charitable. Right. Um, there actually is a 501c3 only type GoFundMe website out there. Oh. And some people then when they're looking for stuff like that, that's where they will go. Oh, I didn't even um, know that. But yeah, I say just go for it. Do it. Make Get yourself a crowd. Right. You know. And we've already covered, you know, I, I feel like you're already getting. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm getting, you know, I'm getting. You say we're a movement. These are charities that we really want to send. We want to do stuff to help benefit the, these things. Yeah. Um, we also want to help push some other stuff over here. I'm an artist and I want to promote this with my art, but we need money to get this started, which will a turn promote this. And yeah. I and I'm pretty sure let other artists jump on it too. Yeah. Don't take all the blunt. Don't take right. everything yourself. No. You know, other artists, find graphic artists out there like, hey, I could do a website. And so Love You Detroit's not just Harry Arton. It's no. Harry Arton and this person and this person right. and let other people jump on. Or Harry let, Barbarian. You know, Harry, Harry Arton Barbarian. is my comedy entity, just like okay. MC Sam, but is my rap entity. All right. I, I apologize. No, no, it's okay. It's all, okay. All, That's all how the you voices know. in this head drown each other out. Oh, oh, oh. Harry Barbarian. <laughs> I have so. Right. That's better. Right? Barbarian. I, that's my real name. And I, yeah. But I get what you're saying because it, it has to be like given away so other people can own it. Exactly. How do I do and it, I though? That's... How do I do it? <laughs> Toad and K, do you know anybody that can help me shoot and edit a music video about Love You, Detroit? I will find out. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> to sum this up, I mean, we, we have a guy who's... I, I'm sorry, looks like you're about to cry. He's, he's confused. He, he's, he, you know... I'm trying to launch love... L-U-V-U-Detroit.com. It will happen. Nonprofit. Just, just work. It takes work and it takes a list. Follow along with your list. Yes. Yeah, and this is a this guy is a that's been on TV, been, been on, on MTV, TV. been on, you, you know, worked at Howard yeah, Stern, Man right, and he's still learning the new system, the which new, there is no the system. The new media. 
the new media, which there is no right way, there is no wrong way. It's very tough out there. And that's one of the things we talk about here on Media Layer Sandwich. Uh, you know, with me is Mark Monster from CrazyMark.com. Harry, thank you for coming on the show. Thank ahead, you so, so much. I really appreciate being on this podcast and uh, Media Litter Sandwich. And if you guys want to check out loveyoudetroit.com, L-U-V-U Detroit, loveyoudetroit.com, we're looking for funds. For uh, We're looking also for videographers and editors out there who want us to help put us together this, this music video to start the, the catalyst to be this vehicle for nonprofits that positively help and positively project the city of Detroit. So Lovey Detroit is all about that. We're doing arts and entertainment and we're also working with nonprofits and you know we're looking for individual and corporate sponsorship and we need help. We need help. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And you could find us. Uh, we will be presenting at the, at Adrian Comic Con yes. in November. Yes. Uh, do do we know what date that is? November. I know it's, it's on the November, website. But you could go through um, MeLayerSandwich.com and yeah. Toten.com, or go to YourComicCon.com. They they have the date on there, and we'll also be in Taylor for Taylor Comic Con. Man, uh, this is awesome. Any more stuff? You know, you could check me out Toten.com. You can listen or watch all of our podcasts at MediaLittersandwich.com. Thank you for watching. Thank, Thank you, you for so listening. Much. May, May the, the algorithms, algorithms be in your favor. Wow.